Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spirit Mind Body Podcast. This is episode one. Um, we'll be going over uh, some Bible reading today, talking about humility, and uh, just introducing things a little bit. This is uh, as I was going through the uh, the rundown of the episode earlier, I realized very quickly that um, this is probably not going to be a 10-minute podcast. Definitely not this first episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to hone it in as close as I can to 10 minutes. Uh, if it goes over, it goes over. Um, but just going through the, through the Bible study, like even with a brief overview, there's just so much, so much good stuff in there that, um, I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over too much of it. So, um, I will introduce myself here first. My name is Jeremy. Um, I am a born again follower of Christ. I am husband of a beautiful wife, uh, of 20 years, just a few days ago, uh, I have seven crazy, wonderful children who are, um, you might hear in the background, if not at, during this episode, I'm sure during future episodes you will. Um, um, and uh, I am an elder and a worship leader at our church, the church in Wisconsin. Um, and I'm blessed and, and humbled to be able to do this. Uh, um, I prayed for a long time and meditated on this to really know if it was something that the Lord would have me to do, but um, I just have a heart to encourage the body. Um, uh, someday I'll share my testimony with you all and um, explain more of why that is. Uh, but uh, I just have, I have a heart to, to encourage and, uh, and bring as many people into the active, healthy, living life of, of what the church is supposed to be. And sometimes that's me. Sometimes I'm the one that needs encouragement to, to be that and do that. So, um, uh, but this is just something that I feel like going through the word and, and having these conversations will be, will be beneficial to myself, to the body. And I just pray that the Lord would use it how, however he would. Um, and then there'll be just some, some practical edification. Um, my brother, fellow elder Joe at our church, uh, he, um, he said something a few weeks ago that was somewhat of a confirmation to do this. And, and, um, it was something just that, that he would, be a good steward of his body. Um, uh, and, um, uh, that's something that I feel, I, I told him I appreciated that because it was, it was, uh, it was just an encouraging thing, you know, to, to, for somebody to apply a spiritual, um, uh, application to, to their physical body. And God's given us our bodies. He's given us our minds to be good stewards of these things and to, and to, um, to use them for his glory. And so, um, so I just want to encourage you guys in, in all of these things. So, um, I think that's a long enough introduction for today. Um, if I missed anything, we, this, this will, I'm sure that I'll, I'll catch up, catch you guys up with whatever we need to in the future. So, um, so the reading for today, first of all, happy new year, happy new year. Um, this is the first episode, first day of the podcast and, and, um, uh, so we're, we're going to begin at the beginning. Um, Genesis 1 and 2 uh, are the first books that we'll go through. Then um, a portion of Philippians 1, 1 through 18, and then Psalms chapter 1. Um, and again, um, there's so much meat 
in these books, there's in the, in the entire Bible, there's just so much that could be talked about that we could spend hours on any one of these passages. Um, um, but I will try to give a, a substantial enough study and reflection of some of these things, some thoughts that I have, uh, from, from going through them and, um, just some encouragement, however I can. So wherever the Lord leads me, I pray that he'll, he'll use that. So Genesis one and two, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, um, I think it was Kent Hovind that I remember saying, talking about space matter and time. And he was very, very articulate in the way that he said it. But, uh, God created space, matter, and time. Um, you know, you need, you need things to be, you need a place for those things to be. That's the space and you need a when for those things to be. And that's the time. So in the beginning is when time started, God created the heavens, which was the space and the earth, which was the matter that occupied that space. And, um, I love science. I love the, I love every aspect of how God created this world and our bodies and the, the way things interact. And there's just so much more detail and, and meticulous, um, just wonder to it all. Um, than I think we ever give it credit for, um, probably that we'll ever even know on this side of eternity, but, um, I just love it. And, and it frustrates me when the world thinks that true science and scripture are at odds because they just aren't, they just aren't. And, um, you know, evolution is, has become very prevalent, the, that theory and idea over the years. And even in the church that's crept in where, uh, there's thoughts of, well, God created things and got the ball rolling, but then the world really was millions of years, billions of years, whatever it is, you know, that they say now. But I feel like if we believe, I don't want to say I feel like, I'm just going to say as a, as a st statement of fact, if we believe that God is who he says he is and that he's almighty and all powerful and that he could literally speak the world into existence, then why in the world would we not believe that he could speak it into existence in a state in which everything was fully functional and developed and just in, 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 in motion? Um, to me, it's not, it's not a big ask. It's super, super logical if God is who he says he is. Um, and if you don't believe in God, then fine. Then you believe whatever you believe. But if God is who he says he is and you believe in, in that, then this is, uh, this to me is just a, a rational, logical statement that he created in six literal days, piece of cake for him. It is literally words spoken, um, um, he established it through through this through this first part of the Bible, his authority, his standards of morality and goodness. He looks at everything and says it was good. God is good. It, what he creates is good. This includes mankind, you and I. What he created in his image, it was good. He had a plan from the beginning for redemption and relationship, a, a love relationship, and and uh, to to bring as many as uh, as would the whosoever will come to him. Um, and, um, so it's just a wonderful, beautiful thing to see this establishing of, of God's authority, his power. Um, it just the, this, who he is right from the beginning. Um, so moving ahead to chapter two, we see the creation of man and woman. Um, and then we see, 
uh, let's see here, 216. Uh, we'll read that verse here. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Um, and so he commanded him, saying, You have this freedom to eat whatever you want, but it, not that one, because you'll die. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll, we'll look ahead, uh, you know, in the days to come, the deception uh, that, well, you're not going to really die because things get twisted. The enemy twists things. We allow ourselves to twist truth. And obviously this wasn't a physical death that the Lord was talking about. It was the spiritual death, the separation because of sin, the separation that sin would cause and that exile that Adam experienced even, you know, go, you can't be in the, you can't be in this garden. We can't walk together like we did. Um, sin separates us from, from God. And, and that is that spiritual death um, for which we need the redemption of Christ. Um, and again, this is all part of his plan. Um, we're not going to get into predestination and free will yet, uh, but those things aren't at odds. Um, Adam had free will, but God knew it was going to happen. And um, he had the plan all set out. He knew, he knew, he allowed it, and, and it was a wonderful, beautiful thing to know that God didn't just say like, yep, so, so, so well, well, you know, oh well, so much for you. Um, and so, um, so, so that's that. And then one more, uh, one more point in Genesis 2 here, the very last verse I want to talk about a little bit. Um, uh, the very last verse, verse 225 says, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. This is a, this can be a strange verse. And, um, it, I think it it was just this year for the first time that I saw this and I thought like, huh, there's a, there is definitely a spiritual, um, uh, application here, you know, to be naked, to be that vulnerable in front of somebody. Now, obviously this was a husband and wife, so it's a, it's a different situation, but, um, they were naked before the Lord and, um, and there wasn't shame there. And, we know like in, in our minds to imagine, you know, being naked, that is, it's, even if you have to do that for the doctor or something like that, that's a very vulnerable thing. It can be shameful for, for some even, but, um, but, but when spiritually, spiritually speaking, when we are repentant and have a pure heart unto the Lord, a desire for the Lord and, and just want what he wants, we can bear ourselves completely, openly, freely to the Lord without shame. And that's our thoughts, our emotions, our desires, um, and, and even not just the good ones, but the bad ones. Like we can, we can just lay it all out, even when, you know, sometimes there's a, sometimes there's a fight. I don't, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but sometimes there is a struggle in us. And sometimes that's against the Lord and it's our flesh. It's that, it's that flesh part of us that, that Paul says wars against the spirit. And some, sometimes it's, that's just something that we need to bring to the Lord and spiritually speaking in, in, in a sense, 
sort of wrestle that out. You know, I think of, I think of, um, Jacob before he became Israel, you know, it's, it's that wrestling of, of things where God's got to change us. He's got to change something in us. And, and, and Jacob was changed, you know, the, the, that angel, that, that, uh, person of God, um, touched him, wrenched his, his, his hip, you know, and he was, he was different. His name changed. He became Israel and, and all of, there's all of these things that came of that. But, but sometimes bringing even those bad things and bearing ourselves openly and plainly and being vulnerable to God, is just something that has to get done in order to bring us to, uh, where he wants to get us to change us and make us more like him to have his desires and his will and, and all of these things. So, um, so that's just a, a thought that I had on that, uh, being naked and unashamed unto the Lord. Um, so moving on, I'm going to take a drink of water here. All right. Philippians 1, 1 through 18. <clears throat> There's a lot. Philippians is such a good book. So this is going to, it's going to be hard to just hit some points. Um, but I will do that. Philippians 1, 1, right out of the gate, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ. I love that he, 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 they call themselves bond servants. And this is, there's a, there's a, and a servitude unto the Lord. And it's not slavery. Like, you know, the, the Bible's very much against. And when we get into the law, which I don't, it's going to be very interesting, but when we get into the law, um, there's very much the Bible's against slavery, like how America had African slaves and stuff. It was wrong. It was against God's law, period. We couldn't do it. But there was this this uh, indentured servitude where if there was a debt owed, um, you know, somebody could serve their debt, but then if they love their master, they could commit themselves to their master for life. Um, and they it was as if they became a family member. There was an inheritance and a love relationship there that wasn't like what we think of as, as servants or slaves. Um, and, and Paul, uh, I just made a noise of my throat there. <laughs> um, Paul puts himself into that category of being a bond servant unto Christ. So it's just a beautiful, 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 real place that we need to be with the Lord, that it's, it's not our life anymore. It's his. And that some people do not like that thought, but it's just the way it's got to be. So, um, right out of the gate, it's just a, just a great way to start this uh, this book, this whole book. And and this book of Philippians, it's an outpouring of selfless desire for this church in Philippi to see and experience the blessings of God. And as we read um, some of the the things that we're about to read here, we will see it is just it is beautiful the desire that Paul has to, to pour out the blessings of God onto this, this people. It is selfless. It is, it's just Lord bless them in every way that you want to spiritually, every way that you can. Um, and, uh, we'll read some of that here. Um, uh, verses six and seven, um, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think of this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. Um, and he just he says that uh, partakers of grace is just such a beautiful. It's just amazing. He's just saying saying he just wants 
he wants God to complete the work that that's that's begun in them, and that you know, and as we see, you know, later on, he talks about running the race and finishing the race, and he's the author and finisher of our faith, and all, you know, it's just all of these things like don't give up. Paul just has that desire: don't give up, keep going. Um, and we need that. We need to know that God has a desire. Like I've just I've started this beautiful thing, and you don't give up. You know, don't let it fade away. Um, just keep going. So uh, verses 9 through 11. Um, let me get to the right book here. Um, verses 9 through 11. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So again, just that outpouring of of the blessings and and what the Lord wants for him and and uh, and that it's it's for the glory of Christ. You know, all of it is for God's glory. So um, it's just a beautiful thing there. And then uh, finally, verses fifteen through eighteen, there there were some who were preaching. I won't read it right now, but there's there were some who were in quotes, air quotes. Um, for those of you who are listening without video, uh, preaching air quotes Christ with bad intention or sarcasm or just uh, pretense, he says, you know, to harm Paul, but he still rejoiced because the gospel message was spread. It was still Christ. They meant, you know, there's there's the verse in the Bible that says, you know, you meant it for, for evil, but what you meant for evil, God meant for good. God uses even those nasty people or the persecution or the conversations that somebody's trying to dig at you, and it's an opportunity to, to speak Christ and to share his gospel and his love you know, when somebody's when somebody's digging at you or messing with you or just being hateful towards you, that's an opportunity for the Lord to to share what He has for that person. So, um, and then finally, Psalms one, one through three. Um, I'll just read this here. This this book is like the first half is blessed, and the second half is not blessed. So. Um, I'm going to read it quickly. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat, seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Amen. Lord, let it be. Let us be planted like a tree by the water it's 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 the roots are deep and strong and 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 nourished um and we just see we see that 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 watering that the lord can do the living waters you know um that that he brings and then verse four through six the god the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind drives away therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, by the, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Um, like the chaff which, which the wind drives away. It's just, how many, how many people do we know like that? How many of us have been in that place where we're not honoring the Lord with our lives? We're not honoring the Lord with our, our words, our deeds, our attitudes. Um, and we're just, it's like blowing. Like just from one place to another, we're just, we're all over the place. You know, and and that's that's the ungodly. So, let's be like that tree that's planted by the water, 
uh, just, just soaking up as much of Christ and much, as much of the Lord as we can. Um, and, uh, that would just be my prayer. And, and so with all of that and to start this podcast off, um, the first episode of the year here, um, I wanted just to talk about, so there's always going to be some spiritual, mental, physical, as I've said in, you know, earlier, uh, thing that, that we touch on in the end, um, depending on the amount of time we have, sometimes we'll talk a little bit more or less, but, um, one thing I wanted to encourage you all just to start the year is, is humility. Um, it is, humility is essential if we want to, uh, if we want to the Lord to, to draw near to us, if we want to experience that grace that he alone can provide, if we want to grow in the Lord, um, uh, James 4, 5 and 6 says, or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy, jealously, um, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God is a jealous God. Jealousy is not envy. This is something that, uh, again, my brother Joe uh, shared. Um, I never saw the difference of these words like this, but envy is, you got something that I want. I'm envious of you. Jealous is like that husband who loves and cherishes cherishes his his bride and, 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 his, and just... He, he yearns for that relationship and when that is being distracted or pulled away when that you know when that spouse is is look their eye is wandering somewhere else or whatever that's God to us he 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 wants us for himself he doesn't want to share us with any other God lowercase g you know um he wants us to be his alone and so um we need to humble ourselves and and he will give us grace and and you know it says that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. What do you want? Do you want to be resisted by God or do you want to experience the fullness of his grace in your life? Um, the grace that that strengthens and upholds and keeps us and and speaks to us, you know, his 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 will and his desire and gives us that joy and peace and 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 hope and direction, you know. There's just so many so many things that 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 grace um, is, is just, it's life to the believer. Um, and so, um, so that's, that's, that's it. I'm, I, I don't feel like I need to say much else about humility. Just know that pride is a killer. It is a, an ugly, gross killer and it can creep in and show itself in so many different ways in our lives. Um, and so let us just keep our eyes on Christ. Let us look to him, um, not to ourselves, not to our own strength, um, we are weak and that is okay. It's, it's more than okay because in our weakness, he is made strong and, and people can see that and rejoice in that. And it's a testimony and, uh, and it's the, it's the plan that God had for us. So, um, thank you guys for joining us, joining me, joining us. I have another podcast. I'll talk about that some other time. Uh, uh, but this is just me on this one. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. Uh, this was much longer than I anticipated it to be. Um, but that's okay. We'll, we'll try to make it shorter in the, in the future. Um, uh, but, uh, I really am I'm excited about this. Please. Um, if you feel led, share this with somebody that you feel could use the encouragement. Um, 
Uh, I'm not looking to to make money or uh, develop fame or notoriety or anything on this. This is um, just something that I feel that the Lord has called me to do. And so I'm just moving forward in obedience and, and I, I trust that it will be blessed and that, that, that you guys um, coming along for the ride here will, will be blessed through it. So um, I appreciate it, guys, and looking forward to, uh, to, to sharing this time with you each day. So um, appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Have a good one.